takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, Gil Martin, glad to be with you here on the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. And finally, reasons to be happy for Islander fans as the Islanders finally get their first win at the UBS Arena, beating the New Jersey Devils 4-2. We'll break down the keys to the game. We'll talk about the benching of Anthony Bavillier and what message that uh, Barry Trotz was trying to send to his team and we'll also look ahead at some of the Islanders players who are finally getting things together after a rough last month of action for this team. Our Islanders birthday of the day is a Hall of Famer, so make sure you stay and check that out as well. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, something you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to email us, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that is on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter, at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. Always great to interact with fans and listeners during the sh- uh, games or anytime, really. So do feel free to get us in. To, uh, to get in touch with us and discuss that. Let's get right to the Anthony Bavillier benching first, then we'll talk a little bit about the game. I'll tell you, not a surprise or a shock that Anthony Bavillier was benched by Barry Trotz. He did not play against the Devils. And look, we've already seen Matt Martin sitting and... Barry Trotz, when your team is slumping the way the Islanders have been slumping, you got to do something to try to get that slump and, and, and just wake up. And look, Bavillier clearly, clearly struggling in recent games. And is he the only one? No. But I think that by benching a player like Anthony Bavillier, what you do is you send a message more effectively to the rest of the team because, you know, you bench a guy like Zach Parise, he's older, you could say, hey, uh, the reason you're sitting this guy is more or less his age and his uh, poor recent performance, but but the age thing makes it more of a factor. When you bench an Anthony Bavillier, he is a young, 
top six forward. He is a guy who is important to this team. And realistically, he hadn't had any points in a game since November 4th when he had three assists in Montreal against the Canadiens. That was before the Islanders even started their losing streak. And, you know, overall, when you go that many games without a point and you're a top six forward, you've got to do better than that. And it goes even beyond the points because what we're also not seeing from Anthony Bavillier is consistent productivity when it comes to shots on goal. The last two games he played, he had two shots on goal combined. Uh, During the slump twice, he had zero shots on goal. Uh, Four times, he had one shot on goal. You are just not getting the consistent offensive production that you need from Anthony Bevilier. And by benching Bo, you're sending a message to your Kyle Palmieri's, your Josh Bailey's, your uh, Zach Parise's that, yeah, we are not afraid to bench a guy who is an integral part of our team. We are not afraid to say to anybody, your play needs to get better. And if it doesn't, we are not going to see you in the lineup. Uh, if they can bench Bavillier, they can bench anyone. And I think that's why it made sense for Barry Trotz to bench Anthony Bavillier. And hopefully, Bo gets the message. I still am optimistic about the long-term productivity of Anthony Bavillier. But clearly he's pressing. He's struggling. His ice time was down the last three games. Instead of playing 18, 17, 18, 19 minutes, he's playing 15 or 16 minutes a game. The last game he played against Nashville, less than 11 minutes, 10 minutes, 55 seconds. He's not earning ice time right now, and that is a big part of why he's benched. Hopefully, Barry Trotz gets the message to Bo, gets that message to the other forwards who are struggling. You don't produce. You will not get ice time, or you may even find yourself watching a game or two from the press box. So I I agree with that move by uh, Barry Trotz, and hopefully Bo gets back on track. And, you know, when you're slumping like the Islanders have been, making moves is definitely, uh, you know, in your lineup is, is something got to do because you've got to find a combination that sparks things for the New York Islanders. And, you know, the other move roster-wise that was made Robin Sallow put into the lineup ahead of Sebastian Ajo. And I thought that was wise too. Not that I think Sallow at this stage in his career is ready for uh, a, you know, a significant role on the Islanders. But realistically, Ajo struggling big time. And to see that happening doesn't make a lot of uh, sense to keep him in the lineup when he is just turning the puck over and making mistakes that cost the Islanders goals. So, a wise move there by Trotz. The one thing I criticize Trotz about, though, at this point, gotta give 
more ice time to Oliver Wallstrom. He has been hot as of late. He has been productive as of late. He added two assists in the game against the Devils, but only had nine minutes and 49 seconds of ice time. Only Ross Johnston had less, and that was only by nine seconds. Wallstrom is being productive. Your team is struggling offensively, and Wallstrom is a player who gives you that offense. It is uh, a mystery to me why a guy like Oliver Wallstrom isn't getting at least 15 minutes of ice time a night. I think it has to do with what he does when he doesn't have the puck, but realistically, you've got to get Wallstrom in that lineup a little bit more. When we come back, we'll have our key takeaways from the win over the Devils. We'll talk about what it meant to finally get that first win at UBS Arena. We also have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more. So more to come right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and yeah, you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, <clears throat> no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Once again, want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So the Islanders come away with the 4-2 win. The fans at UBS Arena, finally, something to cheer about and leaving the building happy. Uh, And, you know, so many people I saw on social media basically saying, yeah, the UBS Arena now officially open. It's now officially home kind of a thing. And uh, I I think that's right. You know, until you win that first game, it really doesn't feel like you are home. And early on, it was a little uh, discouraging, uh, to to say the least. You know, the Islanders are going up against uh, Akira Schmid, who was playing his first NHL game, a rookie, facing a Devils team that had played the previous night where the Islanders had the night off. You would think that was two big advantages, and yet things didn't start off particularly well for the Islanders. And, you know, early on, though, one encouraging thing, uh, Zdeno Chara once again getting into a fight, but sticking up for his teammates. Now he got the instigator and a 10-minute misconduct for going after Mason uh, Gearston. But overall, you know, Chara letting it be known, you're not going to mess with his teammates without him giving you some kind of response. And look, when you're six foot nine, uh, not too many people want to tango with a guy like Big Z. So I give Chara credit for sticking up for his teammates and at least doing that. Uh, 
the, the, the other thing that I took away from this, the defenseman scoring two goals in this game, and Noah Dobson getting the first one, which was the equalizer on the power play, came only 45 seconds after the Islanders fell behind one nothing. But what we keep seeing from Noah Dobson, and we're seeing it more and more, he is confident with the puck, and he is taking some chances now that he wouldn't have taken even two, three weeks ago, let alone a year ago, two years ago in his rookie year, where he has enough confidence to make a move, to, to pinch in, to try that da- more daring play, and yet he's not getting caught out of position very often as a result, uh, and that is a beautiful thing. So Islanders trailing two to one after one, and then Andy Green t- and seeing Green get his first goal of the year against the team he played for for so long, sort of a little extra fitting for Green, and 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 that was a good thing. And then finally, finally, Zach Parise gets off the schneid. You know he had a couple of really good chances before that, but he ends up scoring a shorthanded goal that ends his goalless slump, and boy, that just felt so good for Zach, and it was on his dad's, what would have been his dad's 80th birthday, and JP was our Islander's birthday of the day on Friday, so sort of a a nice little, uh, you know, fitting way for Parise to finally get off the schneid, and you could see when they interviewed Parise between periods, how relieved he seemed at finally getting that monkey off his back and getting that first goal. A goal by Pajot. He's starting to click now. Uh, definitely made a difference. And I, I, a couple of players who, in my mind, definitely deserve kudos for what they did. Ilya Sorokin, once again, a strong performance in goal, 30 saves, And, you know, where would this Islanders team be without Ilya Sorokin? Because as much as this team is struggling, and boy, are they struggling, but Ilya Sorokin, you know, they wouldn't have even won as many games as they have, and it's only seven, without Ilya Sorokin, and he's kept them in a number of other games they had no business being in, and that is a very, very good sign. Uh, Got to give a, a, a shout-out to Ross Johnston, who continues to play well. Yeah, Ross Johnston is a role player. He is never going to play 20 minutes a game or even probably 15. He's probably going to play three, four games at a time then sit for five or six. But when you give Ross Johnston a chance, he has come up big and with Matt Martin sitting, and up until now, Casey Sezekis being unavailable. Ross, the boss, has come in and done his job. And what we ask of role players is that they play their role and play it well. And over the last three or four games, Ross Johnston has definitely done that. We talked uh, about Oliver Wallstrom already. And how good was it to get Brock Nelson and Casey Sezekis back in this uh, in the in the lineup? That is important, and, you know, neither one of them were outstanding, but just their presence, uh, Sezekis and Nelson emotionally lifting this team, and you get the feeling right now that this team is pretty close to 100% healthy, and 
and and ready to go uh, as far as this lineup is concerned. JG Pajot, a goal and an assist. And what did Pajot do in the face-off circle? 14 face-offs he took. He wins 12 of them. So that is impressive. Uh, Still some players that need to get going, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that on tomorrow's show. Uh, But there are some guys who are still struggling and need to pick it up. But overall, the thing that encouraged me most about the win on Saturday night, the Islanders doing a better job of playing Islanders-style hockey. They are, their defense, their commitment to defense, the back-checking, the keeping it simple and getting the puck out of the zone plan really worked. Pellick, Mayfield, Dobson, Green, all playing very, very strong on defense and just getting the job done where, you know, this Islanders team is going to win 3-2, to 2-1, two, two to 4-3. to three. They're not going to win a lot of games 6-3 to three or 6-5. to five. Having this team play Islanders hockey and be healthy enough to execute that game plan is definitely a big boost for the Islanders. Do they need some more scoring in this lineup? Yes. Can they get some of it internally? I think they can. You got Nelson back in the lineup. Hopefully, uh, Parise starts getting on track. Palmieri, uh, if Bavillier returns, hopefully he starts getting on track. But at the same time, I I think we can all agree this team needs a little bit more offense than what this lineup has. And hopefully, they will be able to do that in the near future. When we come back, we will have our Islanders' birthday of the day. It is a Hall of Famer and unquestionably the best goaltender in Islanders history. We've got that and some more thoughts about the first win at the UBS Arena. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. That's Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy. And there are so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep it going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. You're friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little, and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Taste so good, you won't believe they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's 15% off when you use the promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season, so head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive the bonus. Yes, for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast, betonline.ag will give you that 50, 50% welcome bonus. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Yesterday, Sunday, was the 71st birthday of Hall of Fame goaltender Billy Smith. Smith, a native of Perth, Ontario, originally drafted in the fifth round by the LA Kings in 1970, played five games for the Kings in 1971-72, and then was selected by the Islanders in the expansion draft, an original Islander, and stayed with the Islanders for the rest of his career. That's all the way to the 1988-89 season. Hey, he led the Islanders to four Stanley Cups. You look at the numbers, uh, 680 games played for Billy Smith, 22 shutouts, a 3-1-7 goals against average, and an 891 save percentage. But you got to remember the 70s and 80s, a lot more wide open, and really, the bigger the game, the better Billy Smith tended to play. He was one of the greatest clutch goaltenders in the history of the NHL, and of course, no one can forget Billy Smith did not let anybody get in front of his crease and disrupt him. He thought that blue paint, which wasn't blue paint back then, but that the crease area was his territory, and anybody who stepped into it was subject to his stick, and would get his attention. So, uh, Billy Smith, one of the great Islanders of all time. We're going to go back and look at his first NHL shutout, a milestone game in the Hall of Fame career of Batlin Billy Smith. October 20th, 1974, at the Cap Center in Landover, Maryland, the Islanders Facing the Washington Capitals, of course, Billy Smith, the goalie for the Isles. Ron Lowe, who, of course, went on to coach several NHL teams. He was the goalie for the Capitals. And this was the expansion year, Washington Capitals. Not exactly a great team. They only won eight games out of 80 that inaugural season. In the first period, the Islanders score twice in a minute 25. First, Bob Bourne is second of the year. Gary Howitt and Bobby Nystrom with the assist at 5.30. And then Ernie Hickey, his first from Burt Marshall at 6.55. After one period, it's 2-0 in favor of the Isles. Billy Harris makes it 3-0 early in the second period, an unassisted goal, his third of the year at 3.37. Then Ralph Stewart, his fourth from Dave Fortier and Billy McMillan at 7.52. 4-0 Islanders, 40A makes it 5-0 at the 11.09 mark of the middle stanza. Lorne Henning, the only assist. That was all the scoring, no goals in the third period. But for Billy Smith, 26 saves to earn the win. Uh, 
interesting to look at who had the shots for the Capitals. Five for Dennis Duperry, who was one of their bigger scorers. And Greg Jolly, who was the first pick in Capitals history, had four shots on goal. But overall, the Islanders with an easy 5-0 win. They only got 28 shots on goal themselves, but didn't really need much more than that to comfortably beat the Capitals. Dave Fortier with a goal and an assist for the Islanders. He was the only Islander with a two-point night. But the first shutout in the Hall of Fame career of Billy Smith and uh, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. That was the first shutout of his career. He had 22 of them during the regular season and, of course, more in the Stanley Cup playoffs when he was at his best. Now the UBS Arena feels like home. The Islanders finally uh, getting off the schneid, getting the win, and... The fans, you could feel it in the arena, how happy, how overjoyed, really, the fans were. And now it just, it, it, it feels like home. Like, okay, we've done this. And you look at the Islanders and what they've been able to accomplish now. They got to start stringing some wins together. And look, tomorrow we will start to discuss what, if anything, Lou Lamarello was going to do to try to get this team going while there is still time to turn this around. But the Islanders starting to make, starting to you know get something done point-wise. They are 2-1-3 in their last six. So points in five of their last six games. But they've got to be more two-point games rather than one-point games if this team is going to be successful. That is for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with a look at what Lou Lamarillo might do and some of the players that need to get on track. We'll also have a full preview of Tuesday's game uh, in Detroit. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.